Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 13th of September. Get vaccinated or get left behind. That's the warning from Prime Minister Scott Morrison as more supplies head to our shores. An extra one million Moderna vaccines are on their way to Australia from Spain, the Czech Republic, Portugal and Bulgaria that need to be used before they expire. 400,000 doses will be sent straight to Victoria after the state recorded 390 92 new COVID cases yesterday. But Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says until his press conference, he had no idea about the New Deal. Were you given a heads up on that before it was announced? No. Were you expecting a heads up on that before it was announced? Uh, well, it's hard to know what to expect really, isn't it? I didn't expect that hundreds of thousands of doses that should come to Victoria would have gone to Sydney. They did. This is fantastic news. Meantime, the Victorian Premier is expected to reveal the state's plan to reopen in around a week's time. It comes as from today, children aged 12 and over are now included in the vaccine rollout across Australia. They're now eligible to get the Pfizer jab from today with the Targi approving the vaccine for younger people. To New South Wales and restrictions will ease slightly today for millions across the state. Residents who are fully vaccinated who don't live in areas of concern can now gather outdoors in groups of up to five adults. It comes as the state recorded seven deaths yesterday, including a man aged in his 20s and 1,262 new cases. Australian Medical Association Vice President Dr Chris Moy says restrictions may need to be around for some time if New South Wales hasn't not yet reached its peak. It's been a long lockdown, um, partly due to bad decision making at the start. What you don't want to do then is to double down and actually lead to worse decision making later by just again railroading um, a reopening when the situation is still dangerous and the health system cannot sustain it. Meantime, another major Sydney hospital is at the centre of a new COVID outbreak. Five patients have reportedly tested positive at Canterbury Hospital in Sydney's West, with patients now being sent to other hospitals. One whistleblower telling News Corp the Canterbury facility is outdated and failing. To Queensland and the border bubble has reopened with New South Wales this morning, with some essential workers now able to enter the Sunshine State. Queensland yesterday recorded no new locally acquired cases, despite a family of five recently testing positive to COVID in Brisbane. Health authorities say the family caught the virus from one of three New South Wales men who were in the state for essential work and stayed with them. Overseas now and the UK is dropping its COVID passport plan despite cases continuing to skyrocket across the region. The British government is abandoning its requirement for people to show proof of full vaccination to enter nightclubs and other crowded events. The UK reported almost 30,000 new cases and 156 deaths on Saturday alone. UK Health Secretary Sajid Javid has told the BBC passports don't work. It's fair to say I think most people are probably instinctively don't like the idea. I mean, I, I've never liked the idea of saying to people, you must show your papers or something to, to do you know, what, what is just an everyday activity. But we were right to, you know, to properly look at it, to look at the evidence. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales and authorities are expecting the state will hit the peak of this Delta outbreak in the next week. Plans are being made for firefighters to step in and help in the COVID fight by driving ambulances. Our reporter Kim Bradish has the latest from Sydney. Yes, Tash, in the event of a worst-case scenario, fireys could be behind the wheel of ambulances soon. The Telegraph reports up to 150 fire and rescue workers have been asked to prepare to drive ambulances if COVID overwhelms paramedics. There are also plans for some fireys to treat heart attack patients in life-threatening situations. It comes as New South Wales prepares to hit the peak of the Delta outbreak, with cases expected to peak in the next week, while hospitalisations are predicted to surge in the coming month. To Victoria, and despite the COVID crisis, plans are underway for the Caulfield Cup to go ahead next month. Organisers of Victoria's Spring Racing Carnival are proposing to see thousands of racegoers trackside in October. James Lake in Melbourne explains why they are hopeful it will go ahead. Well, the state's vaccination rollout is roaring ahead, Tash, meaning we're now on track to tick over the 70% first dose target by Friday of this week. So that is a huge confidence boost for organisers, but their plans to open the track go further. They're promising tough entry rules for everyone, making sure people are double jabbed, and they'll have to wear masks at all times, and they'll also be seated for the entire race day and have to place bets from the comfort of the chair. Health authorities predict more than 90% of Victorians aged 16 and over will have had their first shots by Caulfield Cup Day on October 16. Of course, this entire plan does have to be approved by the state government. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from theswitzerreport.com.au. Good morning, Peter. This is an interesting story. A business mutiny could be brewing with some threatening to ignore the Prime Minister and Premiers and serve unvaccinated Australians when lockdowns end. That's right. A range of small businesses, including hairdressers, restaurants, pubs and other retailers, are using social media saying they will welcome jabbed or unjabbed customers when lockdown ends. Sydney Morning Herald report. A Facebook site called Fair Business is promoting businesses that say they won't be asking customers, are you vaccinated? That's going to be an interesting challenge to the government. Certainly will be. And Peter, talking about when lockdowns may end, there's new technology being tested this week to make it happen ASAP. Yeah, a reliable and internationally acceptable vaccination passport is seen as critical to open borders, access to public events and overseas travel. And this week, Australia's vaccine passport technology will be tested in major cities around the world to ensure it is compatible with our prospective travel bubble partners. And we are hoping there's a lot of speculation from experts that we could see a bounce back with the economic forecast after lockdowns end. But will that happen? Well, Reserve Bank Governor Phil Lowe says yes, but the AFR says some bankers have their doubts. And while they do expect a surge in spending, they're worried about a lack of staff because of unvaccinated workers and global supply chain problems, which means there will be stock shortages. I'm hoping the Reserve Bank boss is more on the money than these worrywart bankers. <laughs> Peter, thank you. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> 
Time for Sport Now with Sean Maynard. And Sean, the Bulldogs are dealing with a disadvantage ahead of the AFL Grand Final in just under a fortnight. Tash, it's understood the squad will have to spend another week in hotel quarantine in Perth, whereas the Ds are free to roam the streets. Uh, The Dogs are dealing with a few injuries. Uh, uh, Fort Latham Vandermeer looks unlikely to play. He was subbed out with a hammy injury at the uh, weekend. They're hoping, though, Alex Keith, who's also recovering from hamstring issues, and Cody Waitman, who missed the game with concussion, will be available after the extra week off. The Cats have arrived home licking their wounds after their uh, prelim final meltdown. Patrick Dangerfield refusing to blame a virus which affected a number of players in the lead-up. It's real, but it's not the reason that we lost the game. Um, I'll make that perfectly clear. Uh, we were outplayed in, in, in almost every facet of the game. And Sean, the NRL season is over for the Knights. Yeah, it is. It's been ended at the hands of the Eels. A controversial eight-point victory in Rockhampton. Their para were awarded a penalty try in the dying minutes after Newcastle winger Anari Twala interfered with centre Will Penasini. Newcastle coach Adam O'Brien refused to be drawn into it post-match. Well, uh, I'll save myself some cash. The two tries before half-time hurts me more than that one. Yeah, we control that stuff before half-time. But that's where we've got to get to, ultimately. Um, you take care of those... The, the try at the end's not important, so... Yeah, what about this? The result has now set up a grudge match this weekend for the Eels, marking their first finals meet with arch-rivals, the Panthers, in 21 years. Uh, in the other semi, Manly take on the Roosters. And Sean, Dan Ricardo's prevailed despite a lot of drama at the Italian Grand Prix. Yeah, he has. I enjoy getting up to watch this one. It's his first F1 race win since 2018. He cruised home after starting second on the grid. It uh, really breathes life back into his career. Deep down, I knew this was, uh, was going to come, so thanks for uh, having my back. And for anyone who thought I left, I never left. Just moved aside for a while. Yeah, the big talking point, though, was this uh, collision between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. It wiped out both championship contenders. Uh, scary images, too. Verstappen's right rear tyre appearing to bump Hamilton's helmet, which was only protected by the the halo, which is the bar around his head in the car there. Ray Stewart's now investigating the crash to determine if it was a racing incident or if either driver was to blame. We're hearing at this point Max has been uh, relegated three spaces at the next race in Russia at uh, Tush, that's your sport for this morning. Thanks so much, Sean. And teenage tennis sensation Emma Raducanu is vowing to keep her carefree approach after winning the US Open. It was the 18-year-old's second ever major tournament after winning 10 qualifying games in the lead-up. The British tennis star telling the BBC she was honoured to receive a letter from the Queen. It meant everything to get a message from Her Majesty. I mean, she's such a great inspiration and role model for the whole country. So to have a note from her, I was extremely honoured and very, very grateful that, you know, she took notice of my tennis. I mean, I can't believe I'm maybe going to frame that letter or something. (laughs) Well done to Emma. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.